access tonight. Hey, how y'all doing? It's me. And, oh, sorry if you forgot who I am. I'm Danny. Welcome to access tonight. We're going a little low today because that's how I'm feeling. Anyway, okay. I know. So if you're coming back in May, I said June. I s- now it's July. Well, if you haven't noticed, a lot has been happening. A lot. I'm grateful to say that at least I'm still continuing to be blessed every single day by waking up every morning. Um, sad that I have to say that, but I'm happy about that. I'm glad that I'm want to wake up. That I'm able to wake up every morning. I've been going to school, and I'm starting, oh, I, yeah, starting, because I already started, but it's not launched yet, I'm working on a website, can you believe that? No, probably not, because of how much I procrastinate on here, it should be up by the end of the month, it is going to be called sojokids.com, so, um, a lot of people are contributing their resources and their education and their time and their efforts to commit to the cause of bringing um, equity once and for all. And my portion is I um, have a degree in early childhood education, but my um, I've been working with general education for years now, since 2015. I would say 2015, so five years now. I've been working with children. I don't have any of my own, but, you know, I would say I'm well-informed. I'm one with the children, not in a weird way. I just am someone who um, really appreciates the work and the effort and the passion of children and how hard they are um, working to make the world a better place. Um, And so that's my expertise. I usually just want the best for the children of the future. And so far, it doesn't look like the world's given them the best that they could. In fact... Um, I've seen many videos of children doing many things, crying because of the situation on the streets, because of the situation. It's a lot. And one thing I said I was, oh, before I mentioned that, the Sojo Kids, I have an Instagram, if you want to check that out. Um, it's sojo.kids, because um, Sojo Kids is already taken by an account that's not in use. I'm just always going to have a problem like that. People use the really good names for no reason. But it's okay. It's okay. Because the reason I'm here today is not to tell you the facts and the truths. I'm going to tell... Well, actually, I'm here to tell you the truth. But I'm going to tell you what I do know. Because, believe it or not, I've sat in front of this mic about ten times trying to cohesively say what I'm feeling. And it's either me crying and I can't get through it. Or I'm just a big ball of word diarrhea, but as I was waiting for my spaghetti to warm in the microwave, most of it hit me. So I'm just going to flow, not like, you know, inside out here for a pimp kind of flow. I'm just going to, I'm just going to talk because I know that you know that it's a very rough time now. If you haven't even noticed at all, I am a black woman. The most powerful person on the planet, but yet also the most disrespected. How funny. But I'm going to say this now. I'm proud to be a black woman. I'm so proud. But golly, y'all make it hard. 
I've had to make a lot of decisions in my life personally because of my status as a black woman. Now, I really, really try hard to be the benefit of the doubt, let me hear both sides person, but I am very tired of it. As much as, as, much as we need togetherness to defeat the big evil, the big evil is bigger than anyone anticipated. And the people that are calling us minorities are attacking us the majority. And I say the majority because most of this world is of color. Hello. But of course in this country, very oppressed because of the system. Um, well, not even the system, just everything. Now, let me go back to the beginning. Because I've also been hearing a lot of, all you do is talk about black people. All you do is talk about black on white and everything's black and white. What about us? Okay, so for those who don't fall in black, white, or indigenous, because I'm going to get to that soon because that's really ticking me off. The black and white battle has been for years. I'm going to just say for now. Most of the people who are not black or indigenous that have come to this country came on their own accord. Your families came for a better life, and unfortunately, they came to the wrong place and searched for a better life. That's just a fact. We've been beefing with white people for years, and you know why. This is not a new thing. This is taking us back to 14th, I would say 14th century. I would even say way before then. Maybe. I don't know. I wasn't there with the Neanderthals. Oh, wow, the Neanderthals aren't even in the 14th century. Let me backtrack. I mean, once again, let me tell you what I do know. What I do know is that this beef has been going on for generations. As much as these bros like to say, it's in the past, it's in the past. What's happening on your TV? It's clearly not in the past. If you want to call George Floyd's murder the past. If you want to call Breonna Taylor's murder the past. Oh, let me sidetrack a little bit because I'm always sidetracking. The sidetrack is why are people disrespecting black women and black girls that have gone missing and or been murdered? Y'all never did this to George Floyd. Y'all never did this to Trayvon. Y'all never did this to um, Elijah McLean. Only Breonna Taylor. And recently... Meg the Stallion, believe it or not. You're turning their situations and their grievances into memes. If I see another Breonna Taylor meme, I think I'm just gonna pull up to somebody's apartment, knock on their door. No, I'm not gonna do all that. We're in the middle of a pandemic, so I'm not gonna do all that. But I will be very upset. And of course I will, because like, what would happen if I die? Think about it. What would happen if I die? Y'all gonna post memes? If you are, at least post good ones. Bro. Disgusting. Honestly. I'm disgusted. I can't even enunciate the G enough because of my big tongue, but disgusted. And how you've been treating these cases. Like, I have so much going on in my mind. And I know I'm never going to pull the perfect script or the perfect response to all this because 
just like everything in this country, I'm all messed up. My feelings are not messed up, but comprehending what's happening. So, before we get back to the recent uprising and indigenous rights and stuff like that, let's take a second with COVID. Honestly, if people just don't want to listen, let it happen. Unfortunately, we live in a country of confidence. I keep mentioning this article, and I forget where it is, but they said the one thing that America is number one is in is ego, and I believe that. They will just have a big dick about everything. And in the end, they have to wait for someone they love to die. Or something to happen to someone they care about. Or just something to happen to them. Before they're like, oh, whoops. A good example, I'm sure a lot of people have seen this, is that one guy on Facebook. He was like, man, I'm not going to get COVID. Look at me, I'm going to party. And he's like, man, COVID sucks. And then he dies a week later. This is no joke. Why would someone joke about a global pandemic? But you know, I'm not going to spend too, too much time on it because I predicted this from the beginning. I was at work when um, they made the announcement. I noticed our numbers were dwindling. At least people were, it, it seemed like where I was working, people were starting to take it seriously. People were using hand sanitizer more, going to the bathroom more often to wash their hands, um, taking more precautions, bringing wipes and stuff like that. Some people were. At least that's what I was seeing from the inside. And I was like, oh no, knowing this country, I think we'll even be lucky to make it in one piece. I even said till August the first time. Now I'm believing the 2022 speculations because what in God's green earth? I still want to hang out as much as the next person. When I go on walks or the hangout with people on the outside, I make sure I social distance. I make sure I wear my mask. I make sure I'm taking some precautions. I carry wipes with me everywhere I go. But there are just people out there who don't care. And then Auntie Betty dies. And then they're like, oh, no, that was my, my queen. I love her so much. Ah, Did you really love her? You didn't love her when you went to um, Beach Week? Clearly. And a lot of people don't... I mean, once again, there's only so much I can say on this because I predicted this. I know the demographics and the people we have walking this earth slash country. So I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but I'm just going to reiterate what everyone says. Please wear your mask. Please take precautions. And if you don't have anything better to do, like if you know you're going to go to a party and you know there's going to be people who are not taking restrictions or going to a place with high contact areas that are not taking precautions, don't go outside. It's not that hard. What happened to all the people that post the, I'm an extroverted introvert. I, I'm, I stay at home because I like it, but sometimes I like to hang out. It's okay. Well, keep that energy. Now we have to stay at home as much as possible. Get groceries and get back home. If you're going to hang out with people, social distance. I've seen people sit in the trunk of their SUVs and chat. You can do that. I've seen people take walks together. They drive separately, park up with each other, and walk six feet apart. Or they ride bikes. Or they sit at a park. Even if you're going to the beach, 
try and distance yourself from people. And separate yourself if you come with other friends that don't live with you. Period. Now, to quote my beautiful mother, not all common sense is common. So, I'm going to end that there. So now, let's get back to the root of it all. The Black Lives Matter movement. I can feel a lot of people getting upset. Because it's like they hear about black lives, black lives, and not a lot of other lives. Well, I'm here to tell you the other lives that need to matter as much as black lives are indigenous lives. They've been in this crap with us together from the beginning of America. They had to come and witness these smelly colonials coming to sit on their land. And they're like, what the heck are you doing here? This is, <laughs> hello, <laughs> did you ask? And of course, colonizers are like, what? Y'all look musty. Oh, no, we got to colonize you. Disgusting. Bring in disease. Ravaging families. Don't even get me started reservations. Don't even get me started with Indian Removal Acts. Don't get me started. With constant ignorance. They're the most ignored group in the United States. And this is their land. And this is their land. I'm really um, kikiing right now because America really thought they could solve the problem in the 1830s when they said, hey, y'all, y'all can go back to Africa. Here's a boat and started Liberia. They thought it was really going to work. How are you going to enslave people for up to four generations and on, say, send them back without... They don't know anything about Africa. They know that their great-grandma or uh, grand-uncle came from there, but they don't know nothing. So, of course, they're going to say, we want to stay here. You strip people of their identities, their cultures, their heritage, their well-being, their, their families. And then you say, why are you still angry? And then you have the audacity to say, why do you want reparations? Why are you so angry? Listen, I am an African-American. My parents are from the land of Africa. But I was born here. Everything I know is here. When we did live there, however, I could see the disparity. Meaning, I was not going to fit in. How do you expect people who know nothing about their heritage to just go back home? And there's not even census records, barely any census records, that have the histories of these families. Because people are proud of their line, but they can't even trace it back. But yeah, you want me to care about George Washington's descendants? Oh, please. That whole Thomas Jefferson propaganda they're trying to push with, um... Whatever her name is, the 14-year-old girl who he rapes and her ancestors, like, oh, look at this, family's united. If you want to be united, cool. But I could give a rat's booty. I was just talking to my sister today about, wow, I could do Ancestry.com, but, you know, I don't want to get any, like, you know, they keep your information and stuff like that. Like, I don't want to randomly be a part of any kind of government experiment without my knowledge and consent. But I was just like, man, 
what if it was nice to know people I was related to that probably were taken during the slave trade so I can trace them back? I mean, that's just one thing. I have a lot of things circulating in my mind. That's just one thing I think about. Because no matter what, no matter what, I can still walk in the street and someone will be like, oh, I don't like how that N-word's looking, so let me go give her a, a, a talk-up. Hey, can you go back to where you came from, LOLs? I mean, right now I sound like a mess, but I'm sure I'm sure I don't sound as a mess as much of a mess as white people, especially white liberals. Listen, I'm gonna say this here right now, and don't take any offense to this, any of my white friends listening. I'm not afraid of you guys, but I have a hard time trusting and becoming friends with y'all. I'm gonna keep it real. Here's an example. And this is a very vague example, but it's 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 one of many. Amy Cooper, big benefactor of the Democratic Party, voted for Obama. Flips the script when someone says, "Hey, you're not following the park rules. Can you can you put your leash on your dog? I don't want you to get in trouble. You don't even have to worry about her. She's just like, man, I'm trying to help you out." I'm calling the police. You're breaking my rights. He's trying to kill me. What the actual duck? White women freak me out. And not because of the Karen stuff and of the uwu XD stuff. I love that. In fact, cyber goths, where you at? I'm willing to join if you're not racist. But, oh, my God, y'all are the downfall of so many people, and you don't even know it. Like, you're probably not attached, but you probably know it caring yourself. But here's what I'm going to say. If you want to be an ally, you got to have big balls, man. You got to have big balls if you want to mess with us. There's one picture that I always see of the girl who has her sign next to her. And she's like, oh, you're invited to the cookout? Well, this is the cookout. This is exactly the cookout. If you're going to stand, you got to stand. Meaning your racist boyfriend, got to go. Your racist dad, well, I don't want to say got to go. You can, tr- that's the thing. I don't, you don't have to try and change people. You don't have to talk them into trying. Because some people just don't want to be helped. And when you notice that, you got to take a step back and be like, hey, This person is stunting my growth, my want for change. Maybe I should take a step back so that I don't get hung in the crossfire. And not even because you don't want to lose your black friends or you don't want to look cool in your allyship. Just for your own good. If you truly want to help a cause, if you truly want to be there for somebody, you're going to have to make a sacrifice. I make a sacrifice every day when I wake up in the morning, believe it or not. Now, I'm not someone who likes to talk about my racist encounters. I don't want to talk about what stuff happened to me because 
I mean, you will meet a black person and it's happened to them. Those who they, who it hasn't happened to, well, congrats to them. They're the supreme Negro. Good on them. But it's an everyday reality that someone will look at me and clench their purse. Someone will lock their door when I'm walking by their car. I remember, oh, I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but I'm just going to talk about the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> cheesecake Factory incident. I went to a Cheesecake Factory. This is in a fancy mall with all the Gucci stores and stuff like that that we have in our area. Anyone who's in Virginia knows Tyson's Galleria. Very fancy place. When I go there, I don't go in any posh outfit or anything. I just go in sweats, sometimes jeans, a nice top, something cute. And I just go browse. Because, hey, what would it be like to be a rich person, you know? Sometimes I just want to feel the, feel the vibe. I, I don't want it, but I want to feel the vibe. Oh my gosh, sorry, my phone keeps <laughs> notificating. Anyway. I don't think... That's the thing. When I... <laughs> when I hear things, I don't like to address it. But for some reason, this is something that stayed with me. It was just like these white girls and of course they were white girls and of course they're like the valley girls because anyone who knows Innova, they try to really push that we are one of the diverse communities in in the united states look at us we're so happy no you're not you're one of the richest counties but yet we have so many poor children in this area because you're too busy shoving that money up your holes but that's another conversation for another day But I don't know why it stuck with me all these years. Maybe it was my first real, like, perception check. Ayo, perception check. And mind you, this is just a little thing. This is this is a very little thing. Um, I'm going to remind you that I lived in Fredericksburg for a year or two. You would think that, oh, it's Fredericksburg. It's not that bad. I'm not even going to get there. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> but I don't know why it stuck with me. There's a, that's a certain thing. When people go through a lot of race encounters, they don't know why things stick with them. But that was one thing that stuck with me. I don't know why. And I don't remember where I was going with it. But I'm just like, you know, that's just that's just one, one thing. It wasn't anything malicious, anything crazy. But I think it was just like a moment where I was like, wow. Maybe I need to change how I dress. Or maybe I need to talk more Caucasian. Maybe I need to talk a little bit more like I grew up in the valley somewhere. You know, just get a little bit more accentuated. I'm trying my best here. Bro, <laughs> I mean, once again, I don't know where I was going with this. And I'm not going to re-record this because I've recorded a thing too many times and um, deleted it. But we're keeping it keeping on. Okay. I just don't understand what's so hard about understanding two or two things that one a human being is deserving of a chance to be a human being as much as another person and two 
I forgot what number two is, but <laughs> see, <laughs> I'm here staring at my pasta. So actually, let me eat and chat. Oh, ASMR. Do you hear it? <laughs> Sorry for anyone who hates noises like that. LOL. But, okay. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. I made this thing slap. Okay. Yeah, get into it. Okay. I've been rambling and rambling and rambling, but why did I feel the need to bring this up? I felt the need to bring this up because when I started this podcast, it was a way for me to get my everyday microaggressions and feelings and everything out. Sometimes I just wanted to ramble. Sometimes I got myself so involved in doing a series that I just forgot about my problems. But I realized one thing I was doing was avoiding them. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to address it. And if I did, it was like peanuts. But I live in a society. No, I'm joking. But no. I've reached a point where I think I've reached, not actualization, but, excuse me, understanding. I understand my role. I see other people's roles. I may not understand it, but I see it. Now, what do I want to do with my role that will get a ball rolling? Does that make sense? I feel like I make no sense. Like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, this is this is fiery. This mm, spitting. But maybe I'm not. Please let me know if I'm not. I'm trying not to make this a long thing. I can see I'm edging on 30 minutes, but I'm going to start wrapping things up here. Because I just want y'all to understand that, yes, we're coming for the other rights right now. But this beef has been too long. But as well as this beef has been too long, and that's the thing. I had some really great conversations the past couple months and today. Um, and past couple weeks, past couple days. Everybody wants to keep pushing for momentum. But I feel like we can and we can try. But burnout is real. Once the burnout happens, we're going to reach another period of stagnance. Stagnance? Is that a word? Stagnancy? I don't know. We're going to reach another dry period, basically. And I don't want that to happen. The steam has been happening for so long. I want to see this train keep rolling. And I'm looking into the future and Biden isn't going to help by a long shot. A, a, a bunch of things that we need to undo and work on. And honestly, frankly, I don't even know if Biden's going to get a chance. Like, I'm honestly not terrified, but I'm going to be very shocked, but not surprised. If Trump gets to see another turn. I'm not trying to speak it into existence. I'm really not. I, I refuse. I'm actually praying more than usual. <laughs> but it's, it's all in our hands. All of these changes we've seen, all of these actions we've seen have been by the hands of men. By our unity, by our working together. 
And there's so many people that are starting to see it. And there's so many people that can refuse to be changed. And there's some people that are now starting to sow their seeds of change. But you can't change everybody. And you can't... Oh, I hate being the philosophical nerd that I am, but there always has to be a balance between good and evil. The thing is, we want to um, weigh out the board a little bit. We need a little more good in this world. If that means you want to start a podcast talking about historical events, you go, girl. If that means drawing posters and putting it all over your neighborhood, you go, girl. If that means bashing racist grandma and telling her, I'm not going to cook the potatoes for Thanksgiving, you can shove them up your hoop. Go on, girl. We need to have voices and people taking action now more than ever. Unfortunately, the winds of change had to come at a very horrible time. We've lost so many people to this horrible pandemic. And like I said, it's because people aren't taking this seriously. But if you are, what can you do to help others that want to listen? What can you do to press the others who want to listen, to press other people to listen? What... This is all going to be hypothesis right now because we don't want to risk our lives like we want to risk our lives for the greater good. But we also don't want to lose more people. So the only thing I want y'all to leave with is what can we do? Or what can you do? I almost said to be the change we wish to see in the world, but that's a Gandhi quote. We don't do that. But what do you want to do to make a difference? And I'm sounding like a Disney Channel kid. Oh my God, I'm trying not to sound like a Disney Channel kid or some fake politician doing an emotional speech like Sepp Blatter. Oh my God, I haven't said that name in years. R.I.P. Sepp Blatter. I don't know if he's dead, but I'm sure he's in jail. Anyway, I'm going to end it here because then I'll just go on and on and then we'll egg on 40 minutes, 50 minutes, and I know y'all don't want that, but thank you for listening if you have made it this far. Um, please, Black Lives Matter, always. No one can matter until Black Lives and Indigenous Lives Matter, please. Y'all be ignoring them a little too much for my taste. There's missing women going missing every single like week or day. I forgot the statistic. They are literally bleeding on their own land. Please don't forget them. And remember that you are on native land. Respect it every single day. Don't be littering. Environmental justice right there. All Latino lives matter. Or sorry, Latinx lives matter. Asian lives matter. White people's lives can matter too. But you need to realize your privilege. And either be a legit ally. Not performative. Not calling out people like, isn't this wrong? To the person who you're actually trying to help or who should tell you the information because, you know, they're black or they're native or they're Latinx. Please. Those you can help or that want to help, let them help. Those who don't want to change, either leave them because they're going to they're really going to grow like a big old vine. Or you don't have to work with us anymore. We don't need the extra help. We've been pushing on as much as we can. 
Anyway, it's been lovely to get behind the mic again. Oh, I forgot to mention. Well, I'm not going to mention that. It's not important. <laughs> That's usually me. I'm like, oh, I have a thought. No, I have. No, I don't have a thought. Okay. Now I'm going on too long. I missed this, but I f- still feel like it's going to be indefinite. Right now I'm trying to make the change, at least starting with the youth, because I didn't even realize there's not a lot of youth stuff out there that talks about social justice. So I guess call me a pioneer. No, please don't. <laughs> or else I'd be the same thing as calling Jesse Williams an abolitionist. All right. I'm going to step out. It was nice talking to y'all. Um, see y'all on the flip side if you follow Sojo. Oh, and we have an Instagram. Access tonight. I keep saying I'm going to end it. <laughs> okay. Access tonight. A-C-C-E-S-S-D-A-N-I-E-D-D on Instagram. You can email me too if you want at Gmail. All right, y'all. Peace out. Access tonight. Access tonight. Access Tonight